Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. I'm Amelia. And I'm Eric. Yay. It's the Soupies. Because we're almost all here. Yeah. Uh, something came up and Chris couldn't be with us, but uh, the rest of us are here to present our best and worst and favorite and non-favorite. I don't know. <laughs> of category fitting the categories of 2020. These are the most prestigious awards of award season. I would agree with that. That's right. I concur. I mean, we are the first out of the gate, right? Awards. We are. We are. Other than the festivals, yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like film critics awards and stuff like that. Yes, we are the first out of the gate this year because uh, like the Golden Globes pushed back, everyone pushed back. And unfortunately, because of COVID, we don't have the stars here to collect their awards in person. But they did go out in, uh, in the mail. Yep. So they are being shipped to their, uh, to their future homes. And yep. the awards should arrive on the same day that the podcast comes out. Nice. Yeah. So let's jump right in. And with the first and last, the first show or movie that you watched in 2020 and the last show or movie that you watched in 2020. And I will start. The first thing I watched in 2020 was Loose. It was one of our... uh, one of our Spirit Awards uh, nominees to watch. And the last thing I watched was Like a Boss, <laughs> the Tiffany Haddish movie needed a comedy to uh, to go out of 2020. Mm. All right, Court? Uh, the first movie I saw in 2020 was Bad Boys for Life, because come on, we waited a long time for that sequel. It came out, I was happy with it. And um, I ended 2020 with Ghostbusters 2, and it was aptly a New Year's movie. So, rang out the year with the Statue of Liberty dancing. So, yay. Excellent. Eric? She's still dancing in real life. Eric? I wasn't expecting to go so soon. Well, the beginning of the year, I built a rose float for the Rose Parade, so I wasn't seeing much of anything. <laughs> uh, it was called Rise Up, and it was for the New Year's uh, Parade. Of The theme was uh, The Power of Hope. A very interesting year. Yeah. And the yeah. last thing I remember of 2020, since I was in the uh, Orange Man's universe, was just watching the uh, ball drop in an empty Times Square at 9 o'clock and going to bed. So... <laughs> I don't remember what I watched other than orange face. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll get that out of your mind. Kelly? <laughs> First movie I watched was Judy, the biopic about Judy Garland, uh, starring Renee Zellweger. And the last movie I watched was Trading Places, uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. That was some wow. podcasting. That's great. Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Amelia? So the first thing I watched, we were binging Parks and Rec because uh, I had never seen it. And so we were finishing that up at the start of the year. And the last thing I watched was, uh, no shocker here, Back to the Future, which is a go-to that I probably don't need to watch. I recite the whole thing for you. 
<laughs> Excellent. Sounds like a great, uh, great last movie. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, next category is best show or movie of the before times. So before quarantine. <laughs> so between January 1st and March 11th of the, uh, of 2020. Um, and Court, we'll start with you. Um, so the, one of the few movies I got to see in 2020 in a movie theater was The Photograph um, that starred Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, it was a love story and it was well worth my AMC Stubbs money. So I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I very much enjoyed it. It was yeah. enjoyable. Eric? Well, believe it or not, I was ahead of the curve on the pandemic arriving uh, so end of January, early February, I was becoming quite aware and quite alarmed of what was going on. So, of course, I watched the Netflix's pandemic documentary. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, uh, it basically, you know, they finished the um, the documentary at the end of uh, 2019. And I, when I realized that, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're actually heading into what they were fearing about. So if you haven't seen it, I, I, I would watch that. It's a very educational documentary and talks about some of the other, other uh, you know, SARS and things that we're dealing with. And then, of course, I instantly hopped back into Contagion uh, yeah. to basically update myself yeah. on what I remembered from that horrifying film. Yeah. And um, the only thing that didn't come true from everything we've been through, of course, was the rioting, uh, which then during the summer of that year started to happen for a different reason yeah but of course by the end of 2020 uh we had uh or the beginning of 2021 i should say we had some invasion on the capitol uh so i don't know maybe it a little bit came true i don't know but those were my i was just jumping into what we currently are living through kelly um, my favorite before times show was the outsider and uh, my favorite character in it was. Um, oh my God. I just blanked on her name. Uh, first name. I don't remember. Gibney uh, played by Cynthia Revo. God, I loved her. And Amelia. I, so I thought about this one and I honestly cannot remember because my brain is uh, quite shit. Um, but I will say other than, uh, Parks and Rec, we were heavy into Schitt's Creek at the time. So I'm going to go with that as my, my best before, and you'll be hearing more about the show from me. I, yeah. I, so. I know that that was the one that a lot of people were binging during the quarantine. So cool. And mine was Bojack Horseman. The, the final episodes of BoJack Horseman. I really enjoyed that show. So, so what about after quarantine? So after March 11th, what was the best viewing? And Eric, we'll start with you on this one. Unmute. <laughs> uh, no, do me last, please. All right, <laughs> then Kelly. Uh, the Christmas special, uh, Ruse special from Euphoria, Trouble Don't Last Always. Oh my God, just totally stunning. It's on HBO Max or HBO. 
Amelia? I went with the Queen's Gambit, which was um, something that we binged in probably a week. Um, I don't know if it's considered binging if it takes you a week, but. Um, Not to so, Kelly. <laughs> um, really amazing. Um, loved it. I wrote down uh, the, the cast of a Papel, uh, Money Heist. And it's a show that we watched during the summer. And, you know, I, I watched it once. I went through the whole, all five seasons, all five seasons. And then I liked it so much. I'm like, we've got to watch it for the podcast and watched it all again. So, yeah, <laughs> that was my choice. Court? Um, I went back and forth with this because we watched so many things this year. Um, but I finally settled on Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Um, like the the beauty of it and the horror of like the supernatural aspect and like the horror of reality of 1950s racism. Uh, it was just like something like I'm glad we got to see this on the screen. Like they're finally putting more and more of this uh, like on the screen for us and I want I want even more stories like this give me more Eric all right the reason I wanted to go last is because euphoria queen's gambit love craft country but I would land on for me since I'm a geeky star wars nerd of course mandalorian I was trying to think which which show did I watch over and the mandalorian every episode I would watch it and then I'd watch it again mm-hmm. uh, to take it in so that's why it got my vote this year but all the all the shows that were mentioned are just knock it out of the park, knock no. it out. But we've had some really good television shows this year, and there's shows we're not even mentioning yet that oh, yeah. are up there on the list too. We'll get to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, I guess we're we're jumping into all that now with our next category, the favorite movie that you saw in 2020, and Amelia, we'll start with you. Um, this is. Um, a difficult one because I don't I don't remember a lot of the movies that I saw um but when I was looking at the notes I saw Court's pick uh Sylvie's Love which I did watch um fairly recently and was just blown away it was a beautiful film and um the music is just that's music I grew up listening to um so it just hit me um is so great and uh tessa thompson i just a hundred hundred times i love her excellent i i think i'll have to watch that one then <laughs> yeah i haven't watched I, I it missed, yet. what's the name of it sylvie's sylvie's sylvie's, sylvie's love. love sylvie's love okay it's on top of my list now mm-hmm. yeah uh i i re-watched my pick uh last night just to make sure and yeah I still I still love it it still uh goes on here it is first cow and it was one that I think it had just come out in theaters just before the um the lockdown and I was I was gonna go see it you know nice art house movie see it in the theater uh but um yeah I've I've seen it like three times now in in 2020 and then again last night so um so yeah first cow go see it rent it you know that's what i mean when i mean go see it anyway is it it on netflix showtime Amazon? it's on showtime showtime yeah 
So if you have a Showtime subscription or you can rent it or buy it. Court? Um, like Amelia said, Sylvia's Love was just a beautiful movie, the music, and it was it was a, just a sweet love story. Like Tessa and Amadi, they knocked it out of the park. Eric? And can you see that on a streaming service? That's on Prime. Prime, excellent. I, I think we need to start saying that for our listeners. Sorry, because yeah. if you're if you're like mm-hmm. me and have pretty much subscribed to everything, just tell me what service is on. I'll check it out. Unfortunately, I do not have a best picture yet because I am still trying to catch up and watch everything. So, well, I it's am, what have you watched? So, from what this, you've watched from January first so to December thirty yeah. first, there's just nothing television dominated this year for okay me. so you don't have like, so i don't have a best one yet, okay so i will take a pass all right kelly okay so i watched the following this year but it came out in 2020 so that's how i did my voting um what came out in 2020 because this came out i think on christmas day promising young woman i oh. just adored it yeah so i watched it through film independent and it's now available to rent. Now, the last I saw, it's it's rentable for nineteen ninety nine. Totally worth it. Yes. And we talked about it. Um, I think last a week, week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the podcast, and uh, there were spoilers in that. But you can stop. We tell you when you can stop, uh, or scroll ahead to fifty four minutes and start listening then, if that's all you want to listen to. But the rest is great. Uh, anyway watch this movie. So yes, I voted for that because it came out in 2020. That's what I based my um, voting here on. Excellent. And now we're moving on to TV. So we will, uh, the best TV show that you watched. And I know a lot of these blur now because 2020. Mm -hmm. So uh, Eric, (laughs) then we'll start with you on favorite show of 2020. I would have to say Schitt's Creek, it finished its sixth and final season. I'm hoping they actually make some movies for Netflix out of it. Um, But it was the perfect pandemic show to watch because it had me laughing and even forgetting that we were in a pandemic. And I came into it having to watch all six seasons at once. Mm. And and I really recommend anybody uh, to watch it that way because it is just absolutely enjoyable and fun. Kelly? Better Call Saul on AMC. Um, I had actually sort of forgotten about it because it does not come out yearly. And it was so long ago, was that back in February? So, you know, it was in the pre times uh, or before times. (laughs) Um, But I looked back at my list, I rated it really high. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, God, that was awesome. So yes, better call Saul. I Amelia. I also went with Schitt's Creek. Um, big fan of the show, uh, wearing my Rosebud Motel shirt today. Um, I, I, I loved it. It's a great show. I've heard a few people have tried to get into it. And so they had a hard time with it. Um, and I, I generally hate to say this, but I know Chris has this, you have to give it three episodes kind of rule. Um, and I think that that does kind of apply here because it's, um, when you first get into it, it, it 
it's a little difficult. You're not seeing where it's going. You're not seeing the heart that's actually there. Um, but like Eric said, I cried. I laughed so much. I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. So touching. And there are things that they touch on um, or that they show specifically like the whole LGBTQ aspect of it that isn't addressed because it really shouldn't be. It's not, you know, it's not important. It's important, but it's not integral to the story. They're talking about people. Um, so the way they normalize things is just amazing and I love it. So um, you'll laugh, you'll cry. It's great. That's why I loved it too. Yeah. Cry, bawling at the end. Bawling. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like partway through season three, so I'll get there eventually. <laughs> so. Uh, my choice was Afterlife season two. Uh, that's the one with uh, with Ricky Gervais, uh, where he loses his wife and he's you know trying to navigate a new life now. And that was my favorite show of. I, that's the one I looking back on my spreadsheet that I ranked it the highest. So, what what would be the one thing of why you? ranked it the highest with the one thing that you it's it's just a little of everything it's comedy and drama and and just so well done you know so relatable too i like it uh court um so i picked i may destroy you i had heard about this for several months before like i, I actually found a time to sit down and watch it and when I did, I ended up binging all 12 episodes within a matter of hours. It's 30-minute episodes from HBO Max, and it's from Michaela Cole. And it just takes you through the gamut. Like, she, no, no spoil. She's sexually assaulted, like, in the first episode. And, like, you kind of go through that with her. And it's not, like, you're, you're, it's not traumatizing to watch the entire 12 episodes. Like, there's comedy to it. There's mystery to it. And she is just so dang creative, Michaela Cole, and a wonderful actress. Um, I highly, highly recommend this if you haven't seen it. It is excellent. Yeah, that was my my other, my give me a close second. <laughs> Kelly, would you like to present the next award? Achievement and binge watching. Now, this used to be the Kelly Smith Memorial Award, but there's a different one for that this year, which we'll get to. But now it's it's not the Kelly award. So um, I'm giving this to Susan court and, and Kelly myself. Yeah, we, we did a lot. <laughs> yeah. Susan, I, yeah. I'm just always marveling at Susan and how much content she takes it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of how we survived the pandemic or at yes. least yes. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love that we gave each other assignments every week and now, who would know. give, but Susan, would you give the assignments and brought in no. court and, Kelly, no, you, no, we all three. No. Yeah. So you trade off. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. we all three picked a film every week. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Fitting the category. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I love, I love listening to your podcast and you guys uh, discussing the the films. So it, it that's what got me through the pandemic. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it. Okay. And the the next category, it really should be the um, Amelia's Memorial Award because yeah. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> I mean, and it's the the guilty pleasure category. <laughs> so, <laughs> Amelia, do you remember that when we talked about these years and years ago? Yeah, I do vaguely remember. <laughs> 
dream and of the, it. The first, the first one was catfish. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started to think what my first, uh, <laughs> first entry was. <laughs> so what is it this year? What is your choice also, this year? This year, it's also not great. <laughs> I will say. Um, somebody else got me watching Below Deck and Below Deck Med, which are on Bravo. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. I have no good explanation for any of it. I just started watching. My husband would walk in the room and say, are you watching that boat show again? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's it's terrible. It's really bad, but yeah. You know, I I think I think mine is I don't know. They they can compete for bottom of the barrel. Um, So, and mine, you know, I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast. I'm like, no, no, that can't be true. And so now I'm addicted to these shows. The uh, 90 Day Fiance, that whole family of shows there's you know before the 90 days 90 days the other way you know you name it yeah I'm sorry it's pretty sad (laughs) court all right so growing up I was in love with bodice rippers if you don't know what that is it's romance novels you know with the covers of the ladies with their bosoms hanging out the bottom slippers so of course we know there's a popular one um that's going to be on going on for seasons on netflix bridgerton bridgerton is a bodice ripper like that's what it's based on like that particular genre so i consider that my guilty pleasure and i'm looking forward to the more we're going to get but that was just so much fun and i should have said best music for that but no i'm happy mm. with what i picked because the amazing music sexy people beautiful clothes colorful I want more. Give me. I just binged that over the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, thanks for bringing some class to this category. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Eric. (laughs) Well, I did a pilot presentation for Bravo on hopefully what will be a new show for them that I can't talk about, but I guarantee that even I will be binge watching that if they go forward with it because it had some cool elements in it for uh, the reality TV crowd. But for me, since I didn't have anything in this category because Survivor is not doing anything, I decided to list one of my favorite TV shows called C. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It is with Mm -hmm. the guy who played Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Yes. And it is really, it's not, it's only a guilty pleasure because it's just so fun and they're they're all blind in it. So it's sci-fi. And they're blind living in this world and lots of cool stuff happened. And I binged the hell out of it. It's really fun. So it's nowhere in the category that this is for, but I just wanted to advertise it. <laughs> and it's on Apple TV plus. Yeah, it's on Apple TV plus and it's really good. You saw it, uh, Kelly? Yes, I did. Uh, did. When it first came out. In yeah. The beginning did of the year. did yeah. you like it as much as I did? Or? I did really like it. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was particularly cool. Like the fight scenes. Like they're just fighting like normal and they're blind. It's crazy, but not fist fighting, you know, like with their sticks, sticks and yeah. stuff, their long sticks. Yeah. Yeah. They learned to, to fight with sound and, and, yeah. and, and what, you know, like search for the person. It was, it was very cleverly done and very cleverly acted. I do think it fell off a little bit at the end, but I hear there's a season two 
that they're hopefully going to work on. I'm looking forward to see where, where they go with it, but it was just a really cool universe to be in during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that was my uh, guilty pleasure that I want everybody to watch. Yeah. Kelly. So my guilty pleasure was a movie called Greenland. (laughs) I rented it. It was with Gerard Butler and it was about an extinction level extinction level event when some asteroids uh started hitting the earth and he and select other people were notified by their cell phones and on their tvs that they had been selected to go into this massive underground bunker uh where they would be saved and then of course all hell breaks loose when other people realize they haven't been selected and i love disaster movies um so i thought this was a lot of fun yeah and court you saw it what twice oh god yeah and i'm waiting for it to come out so i can purchase it oh nice and still a very highly rated kelly oh cool yeah it's not it's not on a streaming service yet right no no yeah i rented it through apple yeah yeah, cool. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're getting to another fun one. Uh, favorite music. And I will start with that. Um, you know, a lot of things I listen to just like for background music, either at work or while I'm, you know, cleaning up the house or something. Can you here. order pizza? I'll take some pizza. Yeah, I want some pizza. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, a, a lot of the music I listen to, like at work or when I'm cleaning up the house or something here, um, was Pandora or Spotify, but the Coffee House Cover Station. I like yeah, that. That was too. fun. Yeah. All right, Court. Okay. Um, so I didn't pick music, music. Otherwise, a uh... I, I can't pick. I would listen to many crazy things. So I went with uh, music from a show. So Lovecraft Country had a pretty amazing soundtrack. And like when I think of the show, I'm thinking immediately of Shirley Caesar uh, saying we're going to tear this um, kingdom down or whatever. Um, that scene with Letty during the exorcism in the basement. Like I love the music on that show. They mixed a lot of it with the 1950s. And some of it, I feel like they brought some contemporary sounds in there too. So it was pretty cool. And I know she wrote Liza Richardson as the music director. Yes. I actually have worked with her. She is amazing. Yes, yes thank you. Eric? Uh, was there any new music song-wise? That, like, is there any song that's come out of 2020 that's rememberable? Yeah. Oh, you know? for me? Yeah. If you well, follow TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, I would say, has got... I'm, oh, talk about guilty pleasure. That's it. TikTok. But... <laughs> But I did the same thing, scores. Scores are my go-to uh, for music because, you know, you play it all the time in the background while I'm cutting, blah, blah, blah. And Promising Young wom- uh, Woman and Soul right now seem to be the two scores that were just really, really good. And I do agree with you, Court, on Love Co- uh, Lovecraft Country, too. Kelly? So real quick about Soul, um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the okay. score for Soul. Yeah, I think that'll you know, definitely be nominated for Nine that. Inch Nails. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. They are yeah. so good. Yeah. Okay, so a particular song, a brand new song that uh, grabbed me last year uh, was The Plan by Travis Scott, which was in the closing credits of Tenet, uh, mm-hmm. the Christopher Nolan movie, and a new album, Set My Heart on Fire Immediately by Perfume Genius. 
and he is a genius. And thank you for tur- turning me on to that. I started listening to it last night and it's, I'm going to like make some time and just sit there and take that album in because it sounds amazing. And that's yeah. the one thing I want to say about the Soupies. And I hope the listeners agree with the, uh, what I'm about to say is you guys give the best recommendations. So I can't wait to listen to that album. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Amelia. Um, so I had a hard time with this one. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't as up to date on music this year, um, but taking a note from everyone, um, we mentioned it earlier, Sylvie's Love had amazing music. Um, it had The Drifters, Sam Cooke, um, just stuff that I grew up listening to um, as a favorite of my dad. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I... I do have to point out, I was kind of in an unfortunate situation and found myself having to move from uh, the DC area back to Texas. And that is a very long road trip, um, which I could not have done without David Byrne. Um, We listened to a lot of David Byrne on the way down and I love everything David Byrne. So (laughs) so, yeah, that'd be my pick. And we're moving on to another medium here, books. <laughs> so, uh, Court, we'll start with you. Your favorite book of 2020. Okay, so I read a lot, but I found this. Um, it's not a new series. Uh, she had a couple books out already, um, but it's a series from Jasmine Silva called Binding Shadows um, about this young witch, and she comes into new power. And like, I don't want to spoil anything, um, but she also finds love too. So it's, it's very good with the world building um, around witchcraft and just like other magical realism. It was, it was fantastic. I'd tell you guys to check it out for sure. Oh, oh and uh, Runner Up was When No One's Watching by Alyssa Cole. Um, it took uh, gentrification into a very dark direction. Mm, okay. Eric? Well, unfortunately, I was all consumed this year with Orange Face because uh, I was doing political ads. And so whatever, I can't even say I read them. I listened to books about Orange Face. So I have to say my favorite book out of the Orange Face collection is uh, Disloyal by Michael Cohen. Uh, after listening to that slash reading it, <laughs> quote unquote, um, it just gave me so much more insight to orange face okay yeah you noticed i i have i i'm going to try to never speak that man's name ever again and he will be referred to as orange face or traitor same Mm -hmm. yep yep kelly Uh, my favorite book was the secret lives of church ladies by my friend and fellow pittsburgher disha filia whom we interviewed in september when the book came out that's also my choice. I cool. loved it. Yeah. yeah. Amelia. So my favorite book uh, that I read last year actually was published in 2018, um, but it ties into 2020 and that is I'll be gone in the dark. Um, mm. I'm a big uh, true crime fan. And that was all about, um, I just lost the name of um, the East side strangler dude. Yeah. Or talk about Golden the state killer. thank you um yeah all about that it was um 
It was written by Michelle McNamara, who uh, was married to Patton Oswalt. Um, it's a whole, whole big thing, but tremendous book. And show. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I will mention a little bit later. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh-huh. Excellent. Uh, now we get into some, some lifestyle uh, <laughs> categories here for uh, for 2020. Uh, best quarantine, that is quarantine cocktail. Uh, Eric? Oh, I thought you meant about other tales. Oh, sorry, I was going to mention my cat. Uh, <laughs> that would no, be a I, podcast. This yes. joking, yeah, podcast. Uh, and this joking. Uh, when I saw this on, on our list of nominees, uh, the one thing I've been drinking a lot is vodka and fruit juice. Nothing fancy. But uh, it's it sure is a, and we, I did a lot of that drinking this year because of Orange Face. Okay, Kelly. Uh, a coquito, which Court turned us on to. This sucker contain, and it totally replaced my taste for eggnog. It contains evaporated milk, coconut cream sweetened condensed milk yum rum and sorry lots of rum lots of rum and then i even added a little bit more rum and a little bit of um cinnamon and nutmeg oh my god so good so it was perfect for christmas time because it was like an eggnog replacement but i'm gonna do it again when summer rolls around because it you can taste the coconut yeah yeah christmas ice and blend it make it a summer drink oh i guess so that wouldn't be bad hey susan can you post the recipe uh in the show notes for our soupies because i would love to try that okay okay Amelia? Mine was the polar bear, um, which came up because um, as we were watching uh, Schitt's Creek, there's an episode where a couple of the characters get very drunk on polar bear shots. And my husband and I were like, what is a polar bear? (laughs) Uh, So we had to look it up. It's uh, creme de cacao and uh, peppermint schnapps. It tastes like a York peppermint patty. Oh. Um, so we, I mean, it was very late when we were watching it, but the next day we went to the liquor store, picked some up, and that was yeah. We enjoyed that. Yum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or it looks like she wants to make it now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds wonderful. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Okay, so I'm a lightweight, and the coquito was knocking me on my butt. So I didn't pick that as my favorite. What went down smooth all New Year's and that whole week following because I was stressed was the mimosa. Mm. Like I bought that champagne. I bought so much champagne Mm -hmm. and orange juice, so why not? So that was my cocktail choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not a big cocktail person, so but I yeah I did like the coquito. That was fantastic. so I would follow what a friend of ours is doing like a quarantine cocktail post every night. And so I was following that and, and it was just fun to read about those. And I didn't try any of those. I don't have all the ingredients (laughs) every night, just about, just about every night. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that does that too. Writing about the history of the drink (gasps) and everything. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. Super like, 
He's got to turn this into a book afterwards, you know. I didn't try alone because I don't have that much alcohol. <laughs> it was really interesting reading about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. Can he just do that like on TikTok so I can follow because I'm off Facebook right, right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I started following somebody on TikTok who does cocktails. Hit, hit the link. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next category is best pandemic home cooked meal. Kelly, we'll start with you. So for New Year's Day, all right, first I'm vegetarian, as I think I've mentioned before numerous times. So whenever food comes up. So yes, I'm one of those. Um, New Year's Day, I made filet mignon for the quote kids, 14 year old and 26 year old, mashed potatoes, haricot vert, mushroom gravy, black eyed pea soup, of course, and homemade pecan pie. Yum. I love my pecan pie. I'm coming over. Okay. <laughs> Amelia? Well, what'd you make for yourself? Oh, um, I had a like a field roast that is, you know, like soy based. And then it has like this cranberry stuffing type stuff in the middle. And uh, but I didn't mention that because that's not home cooked. Uh -huh. I mean, it's like home heated up. But <laughs> I put the mushroom gravy on it. And well, yeah. that sounds good, too. Yeah, it is good, but it's not homemade. Amelia? Mine was, my husband does a wasabi salmon, which is, it's, he takes a piece of salmon and does a layer of wasabi sauce. And then he takes uh, panko crumbs heated on stove with some coconut oil, puts that on top and then bakes it for like 20 minutes. And it is, we had it last night actually. It's delicious. Mm, nice. Well, mine was lentil chili. So it's basically, you know, you get lentils plus a few different kinds of beans and the, all your, you know, the chili seasonings and everything and boom, <laughs> and you add, you know, veggies to it also. So yeah, Kelly, this, I'll send you some of this. Yum. Mm -hmm. Court. The holidays were pretty different this year because all of our family members couldn't really join us. So I had to downsize a lot. Now, the turkey has never been the star of the show in my house. Um, we always go for the ham or something else. But I found this brine at like one of our local farms because, of course, was trying to stay away from crowds. So I went to one of the local farms. So I brined the turkey and I have never made a turkey so flavorful as this one. It was so good. Mm -hmm. That and because I had bought the rum for the coquito, I had lots of rum left over because I don't drink a lot. So I made rum cake also, and we killed that like in a day. Mm. The turkey and yeah, the turkey breast. It wasn't whole turkey. It was turkey breast and the rum cake. Oh, no. Somebody fell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did they have too much rum cake? <laughs> Got a little Isn't bit tipsy. I know. That's okay. why I was making that show. <laughs> I, I remember you talking about about the rum cake and I had some pound cake at home and I uh, soaked it in rum oh. and <laughs> put some of my homemade ice cream on top of it. And yeah. So yeah, that, that was inspiring. Thanks court. Uh, Eric. Well, I, I'm a film editor. I don't know how to even barely cook <laughs> soup. So, 
I'm 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 being serious. <laughs> I'll put on the soup and then walk away, and then all of a sudden smell it boiling over. That's how my mind works. Uh, luckily, I have a beautiful wife who is the chef of the family, and we decided to go very simple this year and make a a meat lasagna that, of course, was excellent, and a Caesar salad mm. for our uh, Christmas dinner. And uh, luckily, our our family is close by, meaning the grandkids. And we all quarantined for 14 days so that we could be together on Christmas Day. So Aww. it was really nice to be together for a couple hours and sit outside in beautiful California weather and eat our lasagna. Nice. nice. All right. Uh, f- this category, favorite new life hack. Uh, your, the best lifestyle change to come out of 2020. Uh, Kelly, we'll start with you. No makeup. I I think I've worn makeup three times since March 14th. I definitely wore it on the 13th because that was the last time that we did an indoor restaurant. And I didn't go like I, I went, I think, like seven months with no makeup. And then, yeah, I think three times since then. Nice. Yeah. My skin loves me. Yeah. Amelia. Mine is what I call the wardrobe mullet um, because when I was still working, I had a lot of Zoom meetings and I would be a nice top, nice blouse and the yoga pants. So business on top and workout pants on the bottom, the wardrobe mullet. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I have to use that. Yes. Yes. Uh, my, uh, choice here is curbside pickup. I Mm. love it. (laughs) I've been doing that for, for pretty much everything now. Mm -hmm. So, and I will continue to do that. So Eric, especially, especially if you can time it perfectly and you just pull up and it's ready to go and you grab it and go, it's, it's the best, you know, you order it on an app and pick it up. Mine uh, was shorts and t-shirts. As a matter of fact, I wore shorts so 24-7 that I actually have worn out pairs mm. of shorts this year. Mm. Um, so uh, as a matter of fact, I think I've worn jeans three times and of course did the life hack of the top for the, as a matter of fact, even right now, the top for the professional and the shorts underneath. So yes, shorts and t-shirts and I have to buy some more shorts because I've literally worn them out. Court. All right, mine was a tie. First, what's a bra? Never heard of her. <laughs> I'm very comfortable now going outside without one. Free Sorry. those girls. Free the girls. Free free the nipple. Well, not that way. Um, <laughs> also, my studio cycle. Of course, I had to give up my gym membership, even though the Y continues to contact me. Hey, don't you want to come back? Mm-hmm. I would love to come back, but I'm not. Mm-mm. So I bought a studio cycle, and I've been enjoying myself with it. And saving money. Yeah. There's that too. Amelia and I have pod cats and court. You've got pod kids today. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. It's cute. It's called the life we live in today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People should be used to it by now. Yeah. So, yeah. No pod dogs. No, no one's got a pod dog. Mine is coming very soon. Hey. Oh, Podcast that hides, so she'll never interrupt us. 
Mm. <laughs> well, mine is snoring quietly today, but she is here next to me. I'm outside the door. I can hear it. Mm. <laughs> Kelly, this next category is all yours. Yes. Best movie one of us was willing to rent out a theater to see. Tenant. Yep. It, it, you know, we, my son and I did not want to go to the theater with other people in the room. And uh, so our favorite movie theater allowed you to rent out the theater and bring up to 18 other people with you. Nope, wasn't going to do that. So it was just the two of us. And it was pricey at $150, but I figured that was the only one we were doing all year. And I was desperate to see Tenet and it was totally worth it. It was so much fun. Cool. I didn't run out of theater to see anything. So I'll just go with that. <laughs> I'll just go with your answer, Kelly. I did it for everyone. Yes. 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 Yep. And I was not into piracy, so I didn't film it for y'all. So, but now it's rentable and I think ownable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course it's ownable. Yeah. I bought it. it. It was ownable first and then rentable. So yes, I bought it as soon as it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I clearly. And and I also, I, I bought it, you know, based on your recommendations. And did you <laughs> so like it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Watched it a couple times. Yes. I've seen it three it, times now. And it, finally it's making more sense. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So each time then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this next category is yours also. And No, um, I didn't write that one down. No. no. So, okay. Well, what was that? Uh, Wildest that- pandemic purchase. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong list then. So <laughs> while this pandemic purchase, hmm. I'll have to think about this. So <laughs> Court, why don't you go first then? Since uh... Yeah. Um, for those who know me, you guys know I am obsessed with ice cream. There is always about maybe five cartons of ice cream in my freezer at any given time. Paints. Um, so for the pandemic, uh, one of my favorite, favorite, um, like brands, they are doing home deliveries cause like they're not able to do as much business as they could before. So, um, I splurged and I bought some Taharka brothers, um, at the beginning of the pandemic. And again, to celebrate, uh, the inauguration. So the flavors are amazing. I just had Earl Grey and honey. So good. Mm. Well, I guess to, to go with that, I, um, I bought an electric tea kettle. That was nice. Wild. Kind of crazy you didn't already have one. That is a little crazy. I know. Yeah. And so now I'm like drinking lots of tea. And so Mm -hmm. I had to order a bunch of tea to go with it. (gasps) So I have a bunch of different tea flavors now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kelly, did you have a uh, wild pandemic purchase? I bought brand new cat litter. It's this mail order thing. (laughs) We're so wild. That is, um, it's diatomaceous earth pebbles. And they're biggish pebbles, so cats can't track it on their paws. And it just absorbs the pee. It does not clump. And a little bit sticks on the poop. So you just scoop out the poop 
with their scooper, it has to have big holes to let the pebbles fall through it. So the reason I got new litter is because, sorry, this is a story. I'll keep it brief. One of my cats would poop on the floor, even with a totally fresh box of litter. Like you have to fucking stop this. So I read about, actually, it was my daughter who found this litter. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. Oh my God. She goes in the box now. She goes in the box. And the first few days she would stand there in the utility room and show me that she went in the box. She is so proud of herself. Yes. Yes. I dig this letter. It's called Schoon. S-K-O-O-N. All right. And disclaimer, we'll have wilder times when we actually go away to Norway. Oh, yes. With our ice cream, tea kettle, and litter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We'll come back with really awesome purchases in Norway. I don't know what. Or the trip itself is. Oh, true. That's the wild purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one of those um, double, you know, a couple's mitten. Remember that from Christmas? Yes. We'll need two of those so yeah. that the three of us can hold hands while walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, oh or three of them so we can stand in a, in a circle. circle. <laughs> Jeez. Our new podcast photo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we're going to have to scavenger hunt that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yep. I love it. Yep. Amelia. This isn't really wild, but um, we we bought Animal Crossing um, last year and have spent a uh, an embarrassing amount of time playing Animal Crossing. Um, we have had very very long conversations with people about their islands, about their villagers, um, about the price of turnips. um so yes we are very very big to animal crossing (laughs) so if any of our listeners are like animal crossing people let me know hit me up you can come to my island it's really great eric well mine was a little pricey and that's why it's a guilty pleasure but i am so sick of having scrap paper all over my desk because i just write things to do notes like even during this podcast writing down movies to watch so i decided to buy the remarkable and for those of you who can't see it this is how thin it is look it up on the internet and this is your page so you can write notes and everything and it's just so easy to use i think you can see it's basically a drawing pad that you can just draw on and it has i bought the pin that you can erase and it really does act like paper and you can have multiple, multiple pages. So I, it's a little pricey, but it's a reading tablet. You can load PDFs and write on them and take notes. I mean, I'm going to use this for work once I get back into the cutting room, to take down director's notes and everything. But I think this is definitely going to keep my desk clutter-free of 6,000 pieces of scrap paper all over the place. So that is, my, uh, that is my thing. And I'm loving it, (laughs) especially for keeping track of all your recommendations. 
That's right. We're only partway through here. (laughs) So, uh, okay. The next category then, I guess, is the uh, saddest death scene. That one. Um, And I skipped this one this year. So who's going? uh, Court? Uh, I think we all have the same one um, from Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom. Uh, we don't have to re- tell who it was. No, no. I'm just going to say why this was so sad. Yes, the death itself was sad, but like I was also thinking that this dude who committed the murder, like yeah. he ended his life. Like I was sad for him anyway. And then there's the added part yes. that this is the last time that we had we got to see Chadwick. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Me too. Okay. Amelia? I didn't have an answer for this one either, but now okay. I am embracing for, because this is on my list. <laughs> so, much, so now I'm embracing. <laughs> okay. Eric? Unmute. I know. I like to mute because I don't want anything in the background. And then click on the document, and then that allows you not to unmute. Long story short, nobody needs to know that. Uh, I, I agree with uh, uh, May Rainey's Black Bottom. I mean, it was came out of nowhere for me, and it was a shock and sad and and sad and sad and sad. And Courtney's right. <laughs> I second Courtney. All right. <laughs> okay, best musical number. A little happier category here, and we'll start with Kelly. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom when Viola is singing that song. Cool. Amelia? I, I actually didn't have one for this either. Um, I need to watch more stuff. <laughs> um, I chose Hamilton. That was one of my favorite musicals of the, uh, of, that I saw in 2020 um, when it came out in July on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, the Skylar Sisters number. That was mm-hmm. my favorite of that one. So, Eric? I was going to say Hamilton, and then I thought, well, that came out so long ago. <clears throat> Does it qualify for this? Uh, but I would totally agree with you that I, I hadn't seen the play live, so that was my first experience for it. And it, it to have it jump off the television screen the way it did, I can't wait to go see it now. Uh, I'll definitely make it a priority to see it live. So I went with Prom, Tonight Belongs to You. It's a Netflix uh, show by Ryan Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's a Ryan Murphy show, it's, it's, it's got a lot of uh, LGBTQ uh, things to say. And I love the message. And I guess it was on Broadway at one point, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, but that, that one number really came to life. They really did a great job filming it. So I picked that one. Court. Uh, there was a scene in One Night in Miami where um, Sam Cooke is uh, in this crowded auditorium. It's the first time Malcolm X has ever seen him live. And Jackie Wilson is very petty and he's cut the like he's cut the whole auditory system. So you mm. have Sam Cooke in this crowded theater and everybody's getting antsy. They're like, sing for us, sing for us. And he, he really can't. His musicians leave him because they think there's a riot is going to happen. And all of a sudden... Um, Sam is able to do like this top uh, acapella version of the song and um, he has the audience kind of um, do, you know, make the beat for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. Kelly. 
Oh, I already said we, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's right. We started yep. with you. Okay. Yep. See, it's because I'm going around in the circle here and I just keep <laughs> on going. So, <laughs> okay. Um, next. Oh, this is a fun one. Uh, the most overrated film or show. The I didn't see what the hype was all about award. And Amelia, we'll start with you. <laughs> I chose, um, I chose two. So I, I chose Tiger King. Um and I also chose Cheer, both of which were on Netflix, I believe. Um, cheer. So I love Cheer. Loved Cheer. I loved it. Um, but once it was all over and done, I I felt like there was a lot of hype around it, and it was it was great. Um, but I would. <laughs> Maybe the runner-up there, uh, for sure, Tiger King, which I watched all of um, and uh, very much got sucked into it. But once it, again, once it was over, I was like, oh. Okay. You felt icky. You felt icky now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good way. To Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I chose a movie that uh, the... I, Kelly and Court, I think you both liked it. Uh, it was Shirley. <laughs> I never and, watched it. Oh, you didn't? Okay, Mm-mm. never mind. Well, a lot of people loved it. And, you know, Elizabeth Moss is wonderful. But I couldn't finish this movie. It was, it just didn't work for me. So, yeah. Eric? Well, uh, my wife and I sat down to watch Let Them All Talk, the new Meryl Street. Steven Sonnenberg movie and utter I just use this category as the worst thing I've seen this year I think because it just it felt like they ad-libbed the whole movie like they had a loose concept going in and then said go actors do your thing and apparently just, they did yeah and it was on a cruise ship which was cool to see the Queen Mary 2 so the you know they filmed it all on this cruise ship uh, which was really cool. So you could actually see the ship if you've never been on it. But other than that, it's like, what's the point? Did she do what? It, it, and I'm telling my wife, she's getting bored. I'm like, it'll all pay off at the end. They're going to wrap all this up into a nice big reveal. And, and no. <laughs> so just uh, don't waste your time unless you're a big fan of his movies. Uh, or if you want to see the inside of the Queen Mary 2. <laughs> Court. Um, Amelia, I already said it, Tiger King. Um, okay. I, I, I think you watched it and then I watched it and Kelly was like, I'm not watching that. Um, <laughs> but you got, got pulled into it because everybody was talking about it and it was, was like, what is this? Who are these people? Like, this is disaster, but I'm going to watch it. And I did. I watched it the whole way through and then I hated that I made the, well, I was a part of these people becoming so popular. Like, I hated it. Thank you. After the fact. Yeah. Kelly. So does that mean that when the Nicolas Cage, I think, version of it gets it made into a movie, is everybody going to skip it? Yes, I'm skipping yeah. it. Oh, I God. even skipped the show, and I'm still calling it the most overrated show of the year. I'm not watching it, but Don't. it's it's overrated. It's it's trash. Why did why did it get made? Because it's a guilty pleasure. I guess. And pe- I guess. You know, and, and people, I think the reason most people watch it is to actually watch the animals in it. 
Yeah, that's sad. But, yeah, that's I know. so I know. And sad. And I know your, I know your objection to that too. So. Well, and there's that, and the, there's a the fact that that came out at the very beginning of the quarantine, um, and so that's right. what we were. Uh, not you, Kelly, but that's what most of us were all watching because everybody else was watching it. And yeah. We yeah, wanted to be in on the train wreck together. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, so everyone was all of a sudden at home. Yes, and it was this big thing. It was a way for people to feel connected. I, I do get that. But, yes. It was horrifying, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that one tiger ate that guy's or girl's arm. Can't remember. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and now we'll flip it. The Hidden Gem, the This Should Have Had More Hype Award. And um, I will start with that and there was a little show on hulu called woke and court and i may be the only ones who saw it (laughs) it got renewed so yeah so okay more people saw it so yeah so more people have a chance to uh to watch it and yeah i thought it was really good and that was in what july it seemed like midsummer kind of thing i guess i don't know but yeah go watch it eric uh mine is the uh pete davidson movie pete davidson you might best know for being on saturday night live i actually got to work with him on um school dance nick cannon's uh film he had a cameo of stink finger never said one single word uh just held up his fingers like this and there's an inside joke on that uh so it's fun to watch this guy that i met on the set who was just so nice and sweet and tall six foot three uh now be on saturday night live uh so his movie the king of staten island i don't think a lot of people have seen because they just expect to see this um and that that's what i was going after some comedy kind of ad-libbing type movie and it's basically based on his father who was a firefighter who died uh saving people and so it's this really heartfelt very quirky cool unique film and i recommend everybody see it and see i didn't see that one i saw his other film last year and hated that (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i say give this one a try you really feel that it came out of his soul and it's really heartfelt because it's so personal yeah and the care but the characters are very quirky like in his kind of because he is a unique Mm -hmm. sense of humor but yet it's I don't know. I was just blown away by this film okay. and it probably will end up in my top 10 list. Okay. And I hope the spirit awards, if not the Oscars, uh, recognize it because it's not, it's just not getting the buzz that it yeah. needs. All right. Court. Um, so nine days, I saw this one on oh, yeah. film independent and I hope it hits all the framing, um, like avenues very soon. So everybody else can see it if they haven't had a chance to. It came out last January. So like mm-hmm. this was not on my radar at all. It came out January 27, 2020. So um, it's about a man who interviews five unborn souls to determine which one can be given life on earth. Um, and you can tell like the lead character, he's very, he feels very guilty about something throughout the entire film. Winston Duke, um, many probably know him from Black Panther or us. But uh, like this should be the movie that he stands uh, to mind. And like there's this monologue that he gives at the end of the movie where I think he needs to win all the awards for. He kills it. Um, Zazie Beats also. Like she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. It really like the double feature, soul and yeah. nine yes. days. Yeah. Absolutely. The double feature. Yeah. Kelly. I chose the sit-in. Harry Belafonte hosts the Tonight Show. And so this is a documentary about um, a week in, was it, did y'all ever watch it? Was this the late 60s when Harry Belafonte hosted The Tonight Show? And he was given free reign to pick his own guests and uh, interview them however he wanted. Um, So this is a fascinating documentary. Yeah. Yeah. No buzz at all. I don't remember how I found it. Peacock. Peacock. Oh yeah, I think it just popped up on heat on Peacock one day. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's free. Is it the free Peacock? Yes, I don't Woo-hoo! pay for it. Yeah. All right, I'll go check it out. The sit in. Yeah. Amelia. I went with the flight attendant, which is a series on HBO HBO Max, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Kaylee Cuoco, who most people know from Big Bang Theory. And it is a uh, mystery, thriller, drama. There's some comedy in there. Um, she is an international flight attendant who wakes up one morning in a hotel with a dead guy in her bed and no memory of what happened. So the series follows her as she's trying to piece together um, everything that happened. And I, I think it's great. I think... Um, I I think she's a really great actress. Um, I I don't think she gets the credit she deserves, maybe because she was, you know, on Big Bang Theory for 10 years. Um, But she's great. Rosie Perez, who I've always, always loved, um, is amazing in this. Um, So by all means, check it out. Um, Really enjoyed it. All right. Our next category is our the favorite podcast that you're not on (laughs) so because of course you know we choose this one um eric what's your choice believe it or not it's one of the first podcasts that when podcasts start coming out that i signed up for and i'm still listening to each day because it's only about probably two minutes long each day and it's called the lowdown on science and Mm -hmm. she basically picks a topic of you know why you know science uh so you just learn so much about nature and and science and everything and she does a a witty way of of telling you about this one unique thing about i'm trying to come up with one right now and i can't but the last one she did was on bats i think um but just it's it's just the easy two minute listen every morning you learn something uh if (laughs) i would say if you're commuting to work it's perfect (laughs) But nobody's doing that. So just take two minutes while you brush your teeth and check it out. Okay. Court? Uh, mine is The Read with Purcell and Carrie Fury. This is one that I started listening to a couple years ago. And, like, they still have me. Like, their podcast can run anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours and a half. And, like, their content, they talk pop, pop culture. People can write them letters and ask for advice. Um, they don't claim to be psychologists. They just give kind of, kind of common sense answers to different questions. Um, and, like, they're just a fun listen. Like, they'll talk about some things that, like, I'll, I'll have seen happening in real life. And I just want to see how they're going to weigh in on it. 
Um, I used to listen to them during my commute when I was like in the field and just going from place to place to place. Now I listen to them while I'm on the bike and they make that time kind of go. And I'm like, oh, the workout's over. Great. And I can still listen to them while I cook something now. Cool. Kelly? I don't really listen to podcasts, so. What? It's No. No, sorry. You're busy watching movies and TV shows. Yeah, and then when I cook, I'll put um, NPR or Apple News or Washington Post News on the HomePod. That nice. Amelia? I went with Armchair Expert, um, which is hosted by Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. It is uh, like the one that Court mentioned. It's sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours. And um, they bring in everybody from um, actors, singers, journalists, but they also will bring in scientists and professors and uh, talk about anything and everything. And so it's, um, I think early on, because of the, the number of celebrities they were bringing in, just based on what they had available to them, um, I think it could have been one thing, but they've definitely stepped up with the uh, content that they're providing um, and how real they are. Because last year it was, um, it was, I think, made news that Dax had, who was very vocal about his sobriety, had lost his sobriety. And so they did an entire episode talking about um, what happened there. So it's really enjoyable. Yeah. And my choice here is a podcast that it should have been me in court, but instead it's <laughs> Allison Levy and Hallie Kiefer, and it's called Ruined, and they talk about horror films. One of them is a horror aficionado, and she uh, talks about the films for her friend who is too scared to watch them and that's so me in court <laughs> so yeah we should like, be doing that <laughs> we'll pick a different genre though okay but um at that and it, it tied with slash film cast which is also <laughs> it's like um <laughs> me court and kelly I'm David Chen. Uh, I, <laughs> Kelly, you might be, I don't know if you're Jeff or, or Devendra and yeah. And Gord. So yeah. So you two can trade off being Jeff and Devendra. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree with that one, Court? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I know it's weird. That's how I pick my favorite ones is the ones that that I should be doing. So I mean, you yeah. got her. So mm -hmm. I will say, just tie tie into that. Also, why won't you date me by Nicole Byer, <laughs> um, which is probably one that I could have done early <laughs> on in life. Um, Nicole is hilarious and a national treasure, and you should be listening to everything she does. Yes. Okay. We're next. We're we're getting into our uh, our memorial awards, and <laughs> this one, since Chris is not here, uh, it really will be a memorial award, right? <laughs> so, 
Oh, no, that's mean. Uh, the, the Chris Richardson Memorial Award. Uh, the favorite movie pass or AMC A-list use. And Court, we'll start with you. So my mentality with picking this movie with movie with uh, AMC stubs, I can go watch any movie I wanted and like be like, okay, well, I didn't really pay for this movie, so I'm just gonna watch it. Yes, I enjoyed Bad Boy Three and I enjoyed the photograph. So my favorite pick for this was Sonic the Hedgehog. This is not a movie I would have gone to see if I was just paying out of pocket, not thinking about it. However, I love this movie. It was so much fun. Like James Marsden, Tika Sumter, and Jim Carrey was in it too. Like. Ah! just went in because I remember the video game I was like okay why not and it was so much fun and it had a little bit of heart to it too so nice Kelly I did not have the movie pass or stubs so I have to pass on this category all right Amelia I will also pass all right <laughs> um I had AMC a list and I I chose the last film that I saw in the theater and that was the photograph Eric? I did have the pass, but then <clears throat> I think when they raised the rates, I just gave it up. But I do agree. It it made me go in and see films that I normally wouldn't. And <laughs> to go way back, I think it was Searching from last year, not last year, two years oh, ago. Yeah. You know, and that's the one that pops into my mind as the pleasant surprise. And it, it was fun to see it on a big screen and how they pulled that film off. But yeah, yeah I, I think... I'm going to be so desperate to get out of the house that when we do get back to normal, uh, I might just re-enlist myself back into that past just to get out and enjoy and try not to be a a germaphobe. That's going to be tough, but yeah. (laughs) Amelia, Amelia, uh, why don't you introduce your award? My award, uh, the Amelia Thompson Memorial Award, um, is... Um, I called it comfort watch for lack of a better phrase, but what was the movie or show that you, uh, that got you through this first part of the pandemic? Um, and it's something that uh, maybe you saw for the first time, something you could have seen a hundred times, um, but you found yourself going back to, and I chose Clue, which is a film from 1985. And in my mind, one of the most perfect films ever made. Um, and we, it was something that we would put on at night to go to bed to. I never get tired of Tim Curry ever. Everybody in it is, it's perfect. I, I think of all the films that have been made that are based on games. Um, and I know it's usually video games, but this is based on a board game and it is, I think, just perfection. So that was mine. Uh, I chose Letterkenny. It's a little Canadian comedy. Um, another one, I guess, besides Schitt's Creek, right? <laughs> so uh, so you, if you like Schitt's Creek, you'll probably like Letterkenny. It's in a small town. Um, and there are nine seasons out there, but um, it's like 63 episodes. So it's like weird numbers, but, and it's all on Hulu. And I watched it um, in the beginning of the year. I think I rewatched all the episodes and then um, a new 
season came out on December 26th. So, yeah. Uh, Eric? Uh, Mandalorian and, of course, Schitt's Creek were absolutely wonderful this year. Uh, but I would I went back to a, now I'm going to date myself, a, a show back in the 70s called Space 1999. Yeah. It showed up on Amazon and it's been remastered and I started watching it uh, with Barbara Bain and Martin Landau and uh, I really enjoyed going back and uh, remembering those episodes from my childhood and um, it, it's kind of getting this nostalgic since we're all talking about going back to the moon uh, which is what the show is based on. Basically, a re- recap. Space 99 is about the on September 13th, the moon breaking away from Earth and traveling out through the universe and our moon base alphans meeting interesting races and things like that, you know, uh, that are floating out there in space and encountering different planets. And um, it was, uh, for visual effects, The all the miniature work at the time uh, was groundbreaking uh, pre-Star Wars. Um, so it was really, uh, for a TV show, they were doing an amazing job. And that's what I, as a kid, probably latched onto the most was the visual effects, the miniature work. And then now looking back at it, uh, as an adult, uh, some of the messages they were trying to get a, across that time, they had these really great sci-fi writers trying to write these unique individual one-offs for every episode. So it, it was definitely worth, especially the first season of it there were only two seasons um because the second season they tried to get more action oriented and a little more you know just action and it just Mm -hmm. didn't work as well uh but that was my guilty pleasure going back and then watching them perfectly pristine i mean it was beautiful to watch and you could see in high def too you could see all the set (laughs) i was watching all the set work and seeing errors in the set set stuff that they did so that was kind of fun court well, you guys know I have my comfort genre. I've told you that my lullabies are horror movies. <laughs> like I can turn on a horror movie and it'll lull me right to sleep. Uh, so for this, because it's like good versus evil. Um, so I, I picked one. I picked Halloween. Like I watched Halloween 2018 over and over again. Also the first one and second one. I just watched them over and over again. Not uh, the third I, one because that song. I mean, oh, not- God. I <laughs> now i've got that in my head like I, I hated the third one for the longest time before i before before i came to an appreciation for it for what it was doing on its own because mm-hmm. like john comforter like when he created halloween he was thinking of an anthology and like that was going to be the start of something else but when people went to go see that one they're like where's mike what's the, what is this so like they redone this movie so many times um like with the storyline and this was its um i guess maybe third outing or fourth outing where okay like we're gonna go back to the sequel and let's just start all over again and they have like eight different movies plus i don't know i just i I love like it's my comfort well that and um me and eric were talking earlier about speed too like people hate speed too but (laughs) they're a comfort movie for me so and that just a little uh a little advertisement here we will be doing a speed two podcast on girl soup because i worked on that (laughs) <laughs> excellent kelly i rewatched mad men and also john adams the limited hbo series over the summer wow and john adams was right before the fourth of july i thought that was appropriate perfect 
And Kelly, your award is next. This is a totally new award this year, and I set it up so that one particular show would win. Sorry. Um, Your favorite international holiday rom-com. And uh, the the only winner possible is uh, Norway's Home for Christmas. It was a two-season show. The second season came out... uh, the middle of December. And thank goodness I saw season one just a week before season two came out because there is a cliffhanger at the end of season one. And you're like, Oh my God. And then you and uh, you, Susan and court um, didn't watch them until both seasons were already out. Is that right? Right. Yeah. And where can we see that? Netflix. Netflix. Netflix, cool. Fabulous. It's in Norwegian. It is just precious. And the lead actress is fabulous. Yes. You could watch it anytime during the year. But I mean, it's ideal for Christmas, but anytime is fine. Yeah. Well, I have to mention the runner up. Okay. And <laughs> she says, okay. <laughs> I know there are others out there. There are other international (laughs) holiday rom-com shows. It's just, this is the only one I watched and it was so excellent. Okay. Well, the other one that you should watch is from South Africa. It's called How to Ruin Christmas, colon, The Wedding. You told me to watch that and I just Yeah, I did. I'll save it for next year. I'm not watching Christmas movies outside of the season. Christmas in July, Kelly. Oh, maybe. Uh, Hello. Okay, y'all remember oh, not, not Jesus movies, Christmas movies. We've done both. Mm-hmm. We have. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this is what you've got: the wild child in the family, you know, attending her sister's wedding, which is at Christmas time, and crazy things happen. Okay. So. remind us for uh this coming christmas in july (laughs) july you just added to the list which is already into may oh yeah we have a yeah we'll go ahead and put july on the schedule and you know (laughs) we'll fill in everything in in between does anyone else have any any runners up uh amelia or eric no 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 Home right. for Christmas. How, how, could you, how could you beat that? Like she said, she fixed the category. Yes, I did. <laughs> she did. That's <laughs> why I had to bring up the other one. <laughs> it's not the only one out there. <laughs> I was going to say, can I pick the one for Dwali? <laughs> that long one you made us watch. And it wasn't about Diwali. It's <laughs> like two minutes. Yeah. No, they mentioned it in the song twice and it had nothing to do with Diwali. Remember? Hun no. Sat Sat Han? Something like that. Hun yeah. Sat Sat Han. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a fun it's, movie. But... It was a fun. Very yeah. colorful. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, Bollywood week this year. Anyway, yes. um, so, okay, I have next in the Susan Monk Memorial Award, favorite documentary. That's so predictable, isn't it? Okay, and I chose All In, The Fight for Democracy. Mm. It's, a, it's such a perfect 2020 movie. Mm-hmm. 
about uh, voting uh, and your, you know, make sure you vote and find a few other people, you know, make sure they vote and we'll, we'll just keep it going. So yeah. we can. Uh, uh, that is on, oh God, what is, what is it on? Apple Plus. Look. No, I, I think it's I think it's either Netflix or Prime. It, I think it's Prime. I think. Who goes next? Uh, you're next. Oh, good. I'll fill in while you look it up for us. Totally under control is my pick, uh, which is basically a documentary about the orange face screwing up the uh, response to the pandemic. Oh my god. It is, absolutely draw dropping some of the stuff that they talk about in that documentary um i wish we could do a deprogramming of all of trump supporters and give them like the top five documentaries books and whatever because if you really are a, a fan of trump's i really recommend that you watch some of these things that are coming out because it is quite alarming how close well, we saw it on January 6th, how close our democracy and, and why actually Biden is going to have a tough time ramping up his response to the pandemic because it was so badly managed um, that we're going to be in this longer than we should have been thanks to that. And uh, there you have it. So yeah. uh, right now, I think you have to pay for it still. Um, but it, I'm sure it'll soon be on Netflix or something, but it, I, it was worth paying for it cause I had to watch it right away and it did not disappoint. Actually, I think it's on Hulu. Is it on no, Hulu I saw now? It somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Cause um, it is worth, definitely worth seeing. And all in the fight for democracy. It is on prime, um, court. All right. Mine, um, I had a hard time picking between the way I see it with Pete Sousa. Uh, he was a photographer for Obama, but he got edged out by Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, it was the uh, documentary. It was a retrospective look a, at an, uh, a nightmare on Elm Street to Freddy's Nightmare and the life of its lead actor, Mark Patton. Um, and it's talked about a lot about how that movie uh, ruined that actor's life or how he saw that it ruined his life, even though he became a, uh, a gay icon, basically. Like um, there were a lot of a homoerotic uh, moments in that movie and it kind of outed him unfortunately and it burned his feature in Hollywood he wasn't he was going to be um, kind of pigeonholed in certain parts so he kind of left the business after that so it came out in 2019 but I saw it in 2020 on Shutter. Mm-hmm. it was interesting cool. but he's found new life um, kind of embracing his fame on the horror circuit once we get to actually go outside and do things again to different conventions. Yeah. That's one good thing about the horror community. It's a tight, if funny enough, it's a tight loving family yeah. that, and you're part of that court, right? I am. You know, I'm- like, and it is amazing when you get together and you go to those conventions, how, how just the coolest, nicest people are there and you're like you guys are in the whore you should be like the weirdest but they're just so nice and friendly and loving it's great i love it yeah kelly um okay my favorite was my octopus teacher on netflix about a man who develops a relationship no not that kind with an octopus 
during free dives. He visits this octopus um, every day until she becomes familiar with him and begins to trust him. It's yeah, awesome. A friend relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's sweet. It's a good Amelia? I chose I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is a six-part docuseries on HBO. It is based on the book that I mentioned earlier, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Um, and it just kind of delves a little deeper into the research that she was doing to uncover who the Golden State Killer was, um, which he was actually, uh, he was caught. And it was thanks to her. It's also quite sad when you get the background on her and her story. And Court, I think we are on your award. Okay, so we are on my award, which is a favorite horror show or movie. Um, I picked, I tried to pick new things or else I would just go to my old comfort. So I picked the new thing that came out this year. It was, only, it was one of the only like new things that was supposed to be in theaters. And I ended up renting, being, it was the first thing I rented for like, was it 20 or 30 bucks? I don't remember. I'll pay what I need to pay. I paid a movie ticket and for popcorn. That's about how much. Um, Invisible Man. Um, it was it, it was a nice, scary movie. Um, and it had like a lot of layers to it. So, and plus Aldous Hodge was in it. So, come on. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it the was. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly? So I didn't watch any new horror in 2020 or for anything from 2020. So I chose Horror Noir. It was a documentary. Court, didn't it come out in 2019? I believe so, yes. Okay, so that was one of Court's assignments to us in a podcast. Uh, I don't remember when in 2020, but I loved it. It was uh, about the depiction of uh, Black people in the in horror films over the years that was just fascinating Mm -hmm. amelia i chose two that were not from 2020 but they were new to me so i watched them in 2020 um which is sad because i also really love horror movies um a lot um but i picked happy death day and happy death day to you they were uh super fun Um, and if you, I know everybody was making the analogy to Groundhog's Day. Um, so if you mash that up with the horror film, that's what you've got. Um, they, they were very enjoyable. I think if you're not into horror, you could also probably watch them and, and enjoy them. It may be a gateway to get you into more horror. Um, because I, (laughs) I really enjoy horror. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't get to watch it as much as I would like, but. Okay, cool. Uh, I chose a movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, The IMDb description here is Tara grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon. Losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. (laughs) It was a really interesting movie. I liked it. It was fun. So I recommend that. Uh, Eric? Uh, I would have to agree with Court. I did the same thing. 
for the Invisible Man, it it was right at the early. It was like the first movie released during the pandemic, right on demand, mm-hmm. and it just looked really good, and it did not disappoint. Um, I thought that was one of the best reboots of a, a, a character, I guess, or a franchise that we've seen yet. And I hope they're able to uh, carry that. I hope there's a sequel somehow. Me too. Um, yeah, it was really well done and it was worth my 20 bucks. And by the way, Kelly, is that your cat snoring? Yes, y'all can hear her now. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, she stopped when I put the yeah, mic up to her. So, yeah, so, so cute. Yeah. So yes, that was my pick. Excellent. And Eric, we're up to your award. <laughs> I want to. I want to switch next year. I want to switch my award okay. uh, because I think court is is the uh, this should be court's award too. But funny enough, I recommend rewatching Z Nation. Well, now what's the uh, what's what's yeah, your category? Read, read the category. Uh, well, it's your award. You tell us about the category. <laughs> but you you made it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Picked it for me. So the category, uh, hang on one second. I'm deleting everything in the uh, in the database here. Uh, favorite zombie show or movie? Uh, like I said, it's so funny because I never before I worked on Z Nation, even though Walking Dead was out, I wasn't watching it. And then after working on a show where I actually had to kill zombies with my little finger, um, I, looted, I grew to love that universe, I guess, because I saw how much work goes into it. And Z Nation was such a unique show in terms of it was real low budget, but yet had characters that you could instantly um, care about, I guess. Um, And of course, that's how I met you, Susan, uh, through another podcast and how the fan base instantly latched onto it. So Anders, one of the other editors, we still keep in touch. We're best friends. And he's in uh, Denmark now, where he where he lives. And uh, he started watching uh, the first season again, and and uh, I started watching a little bit of it. And I'm going, oh, this is this isn't half bad. <laughs> so if you are a zombie fan and a Z Nation fan, now that all five seasons are on Netflix, uh, give it a binge, a second yeah. watching. Excellent, uh, Court. Um, I chose the second season of Kingdom on Netflix. Um, that's, of course, is our uh, Korean zombie TV show that's set in the Korean South Korean um, Middle Ages. So we have our crown prince who's running around being a badass uh, with, uh, is it Juna Bay? Oh, Bye. yes. Yep. I love her. She, I love her and everything she does. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just an awesome, like, zombie adventure like set in the middle ages it's everything i want not to go there but to watch yes yes to watch yes yeah they're very fast <laughs> i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah i'm not in shape for fast zombies Mm-mm. yeah kelly but you would be i chose ha- chose hashtag alive wasn't that isn't that also korean yes, yes. yeah modern day zombies yeah people (laughs) like it it follows this guy stuck in his uh high-rise apartment and um yeah i don't remember there like a frame for frame american version 
that Is came there? out like a couple months after. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like I, I recommend this version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to go with the original. Yeah. There is hope. Amelia? I didn't pick one. Um, I love zombie stuff, but I'm sadly lacking in that area. So okay. I need to I need to do my homework there. All right. No problem. I will um, say that the, the trailer for The Walking Dead season 10 extended, I guess they're calling it, looked phenomenal. Uh, so looking forward to that coming back and seeing what they do with it. So there's a little right. plug for that. It comes back in just a few weeks, too. Yes. Can't wait. Yeah. Now uh, that they showed a great trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I chose Train to Busan Presents. Mm peninsula another you know another south korean zombie <laughs> so yeah was it as good as the original because i haven't watched it yet but i'm gonna watch it soon um yeah it was i mean it's very it's very different different yeah yeah it takes place years later so but yeah there are some some interesting things um happening in there so so yeah check it out so watch them both um, and they're both on Netflix now? Or Shudder, maybe? Shudder, probably, yeah. But, uh, yeah, because I, I, I bought the um, this one, Peninsula. So, I don't know. Cool. All right, and we've reached the end of our, our show. Um, and, our last and, award? Well, that was our last award. Yes. No, we have, <laughs> so, one, we have one more honorable mention. We have award. honorable mentions. Yeah. So the the other shows and movies that you wanted to give awards to, but uh, but didn't. I'll just list a few. Uh, the Old Guard that had that great scene with the, the declaration of love. Um, so maybe we'll make that a category for next year. <laughs> so um Beyonce, Blackest King, Five Bloods, Mm -hmm. Sound of Metal, uh, Mm -hmm. Dick Johnson is Dead. Those are some of my my other Mm -hmm. highly rated movies of the year Mm -hmm. and shows. Um, Court, you already mentioned, um, um, I see I've forgotten it already. It was your favorite show. (laughs) Oh, uh, I May Destroy You. Yeah, I May Destroy You. Yeah, yeah when i heard you say that i'm like oh my god (laughs) how come i forgot that so yeah a second vote for that (laughs) so um court what were your honorable mentions uh winona earp um like they stay good and fresh and twisty um cool stories the acting and like behind the scenes with the cast like makes the show for me uh, Promising Young Woman, I kept meaning to add it to a different award section, then I kept moving it around, and then it was, wasn't on there at all for me. And Ted Lasso, like that, for me, which, for me, that's what should creep is you guys. Like, I can watch that, and I need it to be longer. <laughs> oh, also, Charmed. It's, it doesn't get as much buzz as it should. Like, that's a hidden gem for me. Like the new Charmed, uh, the twenty eighteen version, season uh, two, right? Season one three, and two. Season yes. three now. Yeah. One and two, and season three comes back tonight. Oh, ah, got it. Excellent, uh, Eric. What are your honorable mentions? Uh, well, one of them is a movie called uh, the Forty Year Old Version. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. um, that movie is still sticking with me. Uh, I would love to see that turned into a television show, uh, actually. So, and that I. Th- think was on netflix, netflix. 
Yeah. Have you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's about a, a, a writer who peaks in her 30 on 30 <laughs> and now is hit, getting ready to hit 40 and decides to become a rapper. <laughs> I just felt yeah. I felt the performance is very raw and honest. And I just, you know, they turned it in the black and white, which was really cool. It, I don't know. There's just she still sticks with me. Her life kind of felt like her life story in a way. And then, of course, Raised by Wolves, which is the uh, Ridley Scott uh, TV show. I'm looking forward to a second season on that. H- have they announced that? Mm-mm. Yeah, not that I've seen. I, I hope they do a second season. It was just really unique and interesting and the, the location they shot it in was cool mm. you really believed you were on another planet just lots of good stuff coming out of that lots of interesting thinking and of course uh the good lady bird or as i affectionately call it onion uh which is um oh, i'm forgetting the actor's name he'll probably no good actors. lord bird good lord bird thank you okay. i always call it onion so i forget the title <laughs> i just call it are we watching onion tonight <laughs> <laughs> and if you see the show, you'll understand why I call it Onion. Uh, just a, a Western, knocked it out of the box. It was um, basically about uh, the starting of the uh, Civil War. Um, and it actually is making me now, uh, I have to do some research on if this character really existed. Because they, they do say based on... He did. Yeah. yeah. So did he start the Civil War or, or cause some events to... I think not start it, but I think that he did stir up some events. Yeah, I, I, that... I looked it up. I didn't, I haven't finished it yet. Um, but I don't know how accurate the, the show is. Yeah. So I want to look that up too, which is always great whenever a show comes out and you want to do uh, some more research on mm-hmm. it. And, and especially yeah. during, you know, I, the greatest thing to come out of orange face is the, um, pushing forward of equality and actually exploring the African-American experience in America. Um, And I just love all of the stuff, movie content books, everything that's coming out of kind of, let's say, rewriting history, uh, which I just, it's just so refreshing and great. And that's one of the TV shows that I feel kind of does that. Uh, And of course, Dark, uh, the German TV show wrapped itself up in three seasons and it's a great binge and it just did not disappoint. Yeah. I loved that show. Yeah. And luckily that was one that I, I started watching seasons one and two, um, you know, a couple weeks before season three came out. Perfect. So you had it all fresh in your, your head because that is a very dense, complex show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love how they timed the release of the show with significant dates uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Kelly? So I picked a couple of like bookend movies, if you will not realize, probably not the right term. Borat's subsequent movie films, uh, movie film with Sasha Baron Cohen and Trial of the Chicago Seven with Sasha Baron Cohen. Two diametrically opposed films, but his performances in both are just fabulous. Um, Trial of the Chicago Seven is on Netflix. And where's Borat? I don't remember. Amazon, I think. Okay. 
Okay, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. 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 So watch them both. And I didn't even like the first Borat, but I just heard such great things about the second. And yes, I love it. But Trial of the Chicago 7, wow. Yep. He plays Abby Hoffman in that, based on a true story. So Susan, you wouldn't like it because, I mean, it's a historical yeah. movie. Yeah. Not exactly biopic, but it's a biopic of like a bunch of people. And have you seen uh, Mangrove? No. Okay. Because that's like the British equivalent of that event happening over there. And a lot of people say that's a better film of, you know, and it's the same kind of thing. It's the, the courthouse um, movie. But you know, it's diff- like the but Mangrove it, Nine. and Okay. Anyway. But if it's not the Chicago Seven, then I'm not going right. to watch that instead of the Chicago Seven. Well, not instead, but just. Okay. Then know, I could watch it in addition to. A double feature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if I don't care if people are saying it's better than. It's a different show. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, a different historical event. And, okay, yeah. and it doesn't have Sasha Baron Cohen. No. Okay. <laughs> That's a great double feature, though. I like yeah. that you did that. Sounds good. He is one of Mangrove. our under. He is yeah. one of our underrated. Uh, yeah. amazing actors indeed indeed he really he, is He's he a does not treasure. have to be a silly gotcha um actor or comedian right. whatever he is amazing in trial of the chicago seven and he's amazing in borat you know i agree i agree but people don't take yeah. him seriously because right. of stuff like that okay i'm done he's an american treasure to me for that second <laughs> borat film what he's he, british what he pulled <laughs> yeah, what he pulled off in that is this showing some of the craziness of orange face yeah amelia my my two um i one that i binged right when the pandemic started it is a show called my mad fat diary it is a a british show it's available on hulu it is uh from 2013 14 somewhere there somewhere in there and it follows a girl who is a teenager in the late 90s. So this is uh, near and dear to me. Um, she has got some, uh, when the show starts, she is just coming off of uh, a four month long stint in a psychiatric hospital. Um, and she's trying to reconnect with friends. And uh, she also has some body image issues. Um, it's, wonderful wonderfully acted it's based on a book um that i can't think of the name of i think the diary of ray earl something like that um but just so wonderful it's uh 16 episodes i believe it's still on hulu um and i just i loved everything everything about it um one of her best friends is played by an actress called jody comer um, who I then found out was in Killing Eve. So then I proceeded to go and watch Killing Eve, which is would be one of my other honorable mentions because that is a, a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, so either one or both. Um, but yeah, My Mad Fat Diary, that one got me in the feels big time. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for the 2021 soupies thank you we will be off for a little while 
watching starting on our next year's soupies uh we're going to be watching some of the sundance films so okay looking forward to that and i think uh court and eric will be with you next week to uh bring you into the super bowl sports week with uh so. I guess a behind-the-scenes look at Bring It On. Is it the Super Bowl or Superb Owl? <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a sad yeah. Super Bowl. I always hang out with my friends. Can't do that. Though we did talk about I doing know. a Zoom. Yeah. Doing a Zoom thing and just having yeah. us all on screen. Another Super Bowl Zoom party. Yep. And I don't even know. You who's should put playing. up an owl. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. I watch it for the commercials. Even those, I don't think are going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least we'll be at. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So until next time, everybody, keep on.